up ladies and gentlemen it is time to rise up as sure as that sun is coming up behind me it is time to rise up it is time to get together under God in the name of God and give him our worship together and that's called fellowship and my grace that I have from the Lord is more than anybody on this earth could ever give me is worth more than a billion trillion it's worth more than all the riches of this temporary earth and i am so incredibly filled with joy no matter how many trials and tribulations and flaming arrows from the devil are thrown my way i will make that smile rather than that frown as a matter of fact it takes more face muscles to make a frown than it does a smile So in America, we like to have shortcuts and take the easy way out. So why not smile instead of frown? What's that old saying, Eli? Turn that frown upside down. By the way, Eli's back, ladies and gentlemen, so that's good. We shouldn't experience as many issues. Um, But it's true. It's true. And and where that smile comes from, so many people don't want to do it, right? I mean, how many times now do you go to work, hold the door open for somebody, And not only do they not smile and nod, they don't even say anything. You hold the door open for them at a a gas station or at a grocery store or something, and they just walk right in. It's, 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 uh, and, and I don't think that that's because people are rude so much. I think it's just because they're so unhappy in their lives. And it should be up to us to try to make them a little happier. That's what a Christian's job is. And, and we do that by our actions and our words, but mostly our actions because a lot of times you don't talk to strangers. Stranger danger, right? So your actions, holding the door for somebody, saying God bless you, smiling, showing them that you are happy. So if you're happy, then they must be able to obtain happiness. Before we get started, I want to tell Ashley, because she's driving and she should not be texting, so stop. Ashley, you're, uh, you're a brand new aunt or aunt, depending on where you live. Um, we raised $2,000 yesterday for her sister. $2,000. Actually, we raised just under 
$2,000, but we round it up. It's an even $2,000, and I want to say all glory goes to God, and a big thank you to all of you. Many hands make light work, and we didn't come up with exactly the 3000 that we needed to get her car back, but we got 2000 So, Anna, if you're watching, and if your little beautiful boy Cairo is with you, I'm sure he is, $2,000 is coming your way. We will be sending out the check today. Now, also, I want to let Mazzy Paws know that we are going to be looking into finding out wherever your check is. We are so incredibly sorry it's taking this long to get there. This has been the case for the last year and a half. And what else has been around for the last year and a half? An illegitimate president. So everything under the sun is starting to crumble, ladies and gentlemen. But we're doing our part. And the EnviroCleanse for TJ has shipped. And I have the tracking number. So God is good. Great things are happening. Big shout out to Ashley and Anna and Cairo. And a big shout out to all of you. There's a thousand people watching already. We're 10 minutes in. It's a good time to have a prayer. Jeremy, you are looking really slim. Thank you very much. I'm continuing my Field of Greens regimen. I'm continuing working out. I'm continuing with my diet and not eating after a certain time at night. So, you know, I'm just trying to... um, I'm just trying to stay here as long as I possibly can. I'm just trying to stay here as long as I possibly can with all of you and my family. Casey says, a big shout out to you, Jeremy, for keeping it all, for keeping it all straight. Well, thank you very much. We only have straight people here at LFA TV. Maybe a gay person in here or there comes in, but, you know, we don't judge. We just like to make jokes. That's all. <laughs> You also got a haircut. Maybe that's what's making me look a little slimmer is the haircut. I did not get a beard cut, though. I'm not shaving until December 1st, okay? So I, I got a trim. I did get an edging, and I did get my mustache trimmed up, but I didn't, uh, I, didn't, uh, I didn't cut the beard at all. So anyway, folks, great things are happening. God is on the move. Hallelujah. We're raising money for people, and here's the greatest party. You ready, folks? Eli, you ready for this? We are at 70 that we've sent out through the Slurp Fund this year. 70,000 is what we reached last year. We just crushed our last year's um, how much we raised for people that are in need. And we've crossed that and we still have an entire quarter left. An entire, well, two and a half months now left. So I got to tell you, folks, I am extremely um, filled with joy to know that we have come together so many times and there are so many people in the chat that have benefited from the glory of God and the kindness of the LFA family. It's just incredible. So let's uh, please bow our heads in Jesus' name and let's give God our worship for everything that he's done for us, including Rise Up itself right now, please. Our Father who art in heaven, thank you so very much for showing us grace and mercy. As if that's not enough, you also give us blessings. You give everything that's good and you give it in abundance to those who are called to live by your word and do so. And I'm a living proof of that. And I just want to say thank you so much. There's not, a, there's not enough thank yous in the world that I can give to you for pulling me out of the darkness and showing me the light. I mean, you didn't have to do it. I, I, I felt like a nobody for just forever, and you just came down and said, no, 
You're a somebody. And for that, for all of us, we just want to say thank you for doing that in each and every one of our lives, because I'm sure that everybody that's watching right now has somewhat of a testimony that's similar to that. And we just want to thank you, Lord, for guiding us and weighing it on people's hearts to help out and donate to people in need, because that is showing the work of God. It has nothing to do with people trying to get over on somebody or greed or any kind of scam. This is genuine, true, transparent love of God that we're doing here on this network. And it's all because of you. And we just thank you for that today. Lord, we ask that this show and this message touches millions of hearts, millions of eyes and ears uh, see and hear this message today. And we do that by sharing your word and sharing the gospel, not gossip. God, please bless this network and bless all those who are watching it in their own personal lives according to their prayers and according to your will. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Wow. What a ride it's been, huh? What a ride it's been here on LFA TV. What a ride it's been um, together with all of you and, 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 and seeing the lives that we transformed. Do you know how many messages that I've gotten from people that said my electricity would have been shut off if it wasn't for the LFA TV family? My electricity would have been shut off if it wasn't for, you know, the, the, the kindness that they showed. My car was repoed and we got it back. I've heard those. How about hospital bills? How about burials? How about memorials for people who are already gone? Jeremy, honey, how do I get that tracking number? I need to call local UPS in advance due to issues with packages being delivered elsewhere. TJ, uh, Eli, can you write this down real quick? We need to send TJ the tracking number for her, uh, for that EnviroCleanse. We'll get it right out to you, okay, dear? All right. Jeremy, the 3,000 was the total. Eli, you were right for the car and the house. You were right. I thought the car was 3,000 alone. Oh, my Lanta, that's incredible. So then she should be able to be somewhat safe, right? Oh, I can't wait to get the money out. I cannot wait to get it out. Uh, Kittenhead, Jeremy, it's my birthday. Could you please send me a shout out? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Kittenhead. Happy birthday to you. And Nanetta, happy birthday to you too, Nanetta. God bless you. I hope both of you have a wonderful birthday. Okay, let's get into it. I titled today's show, Here I Am. Send me. Here I am. Send me. Now that comes from Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8. Here I am. Send me. So I want to get that now. Ladies and gentlemen, actually I have it pulled up. I actually have it pulled up up here, so it'll be a lot easier for me to read on screen. Um, Okay, so let's go to Isaiah chapter 6, and what we'll do is we'll read in context. It's called Isaiah called to be a prophet, okay? Isaiah called to be a prophet. In the year that King Uzziah died, thank you, Viscap, for the $25. God bless you. To help replenish the slurp fund. That's awesome. I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, 
and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two he covered his face, two he covered his feet. And with he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full with his glory. And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice, him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. So I said, quote, woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having his hand a live coal, which he had taken with the tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth with it and said, quote, behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin purged. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, here I am. Send me. And he said, go and tell this people, keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. Make the heart of this people dull and their ears heavy and shut their eyes lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and return and be healed. And then I said, Lord, how long? And he answered, until the cities are laid waste without inhabitant. The houses are without man. The land is utterly desolate. The Lord has removed men far away, and the forsaken places are many in the midst of the land. But yet a tenth will be in it, and will return, and be for consuming as a terebinth tree or as an oak, whose stump remains when it is cut down, so the holy seed shall be its stump. Talk about a purge. Talk about a purge. But the greatest part about that, here I am, send me. No matter what it is, to do whatever it is that you're saying that I need to do, for however long it is that I need to do it for, wherever I need to go, whomever I need to confront, whatever I need to stop or start, here I am, send me. The body of the Church of Christ is Kalia and Scotty and Ashley and Anna and Sherry and Jeremy and Yamain and Jay Mahoney and Kelly Lynn for Trump and News Baby's Girl and T. Mitchell and, and, and Ruth 55 and CQ and T.D. Hodges. That is the body of Christ, not the church building. The body of Christ is you, the follower the believer in Jesus of Nazareth 
as the son of man and the son of God. You are the body. So as the body of Christ, you have a function. You have a purpose. You're not here just to live or be alive. You're here to live. Me and Eli were talking about that before the show. It's in a great Bon Jovi song. Right, Eli? Thanks, Bon Jovi. But seriously, you have a function. You're not here by accident. All of those stereo, all of those different things you've heard before and those stereotypes and those sayings, everything is here for a reason and you are here by for a reason and not by accident. That's true. God says that in the Bible. I chose you. I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. I have plans for you, my child. So, Jeremy might be the hand. Kalia might be the other hand. Teapots might be the toe. Sorry if <laughs> I just gave you a toe. Shivi might be a finger. KC2022 might be the neck. Actually, Jeremy would be the mouth. You like us? Yeah. Jeremy would be the mouth. Always running it, right? But God chose us for a time as this, right now. We need to find out what that is. I know what my purpose is now. Do you? I'm going to pull up the rumble chat. I want to know if you know what your purpose is. If you don't, that's okay. Maybe find a prayer partner in the LFA family page. Maybe they can help you. If you know what your purpose is, say, I do. And if you don't, say, I do not. See you later, Scotty. Love you. CQ says, I'm the pointing finger. (laughs) Say, I do or I do not. I need to know how many people in here know what their purpose is. In God's hand says, yes, I do. Not sure, said 1776. I do not, says Denise. Let's slow this down. Hold on. I don't know my purpose, says Ruth. My purpose is to spread the gospel, says Shishu. I do not, says New Baby Girl. I do not, says Jana Hunter. I do not, says T.D. Hodges. I'm still working on it, says Larry. Good job, brother. Keep reading. Philly Kid says, I do not. Heratu says, I do not. Beanery says, not sure. Sunrise says, I do not. And I know I'm not reading the I do's because there's a lot of I do nots that we need to address. DLB says, I do not. S. Sherling says, not sure. Freebird says, I do not. Ashley, I did see. Thank you. To be a fisher of men. Russ Hawk says, Stevie says, I do not. Jestridge Jern 20 says, I do not. This is a blessing and concerning at the same time. The blessing is now we know how many people here are not sure of what their purpose here on planet Earth is by God. The disappointing thing is, is that that there are so many people that still don't know. And that's not a bad thing. It's disappointing. It's just, I wish, I wish you did know. So let's get there together. Here I am. Send me. I can tell you where a good start is. A, A purpose that God's called all of us to do. Serve. Love one another. Spread the gospel. Declare. Your love and faith and honor of Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior 
And always, always do everything you can to honor God. If you can do those five things, those are the basics that God calls all of us to do. Those are the basics that God puts all of us here to do. Now, if that's all you figure out while you're here, guess what? That's okay because you still did the will of God. So yes, I hope you can walk away today and say, I know these things. So I am here doing what God wants me to do here. At the very least, do those things, and those are great. RJ, that's the other thing right there. I do them, but not consistent, consistently. That's the key, though, right there. That is the key. Consistency. God wants to rely on you every day. So what does to serve mean? It's a lot easier for me to say serve. Just serve. Serve what? Somebody drinks? No. Serve somebody like Jesus did. If somebody is on the side of the street asking for help, you may not be able to give them financial help. That's okay. Help them in another way. If you see something happen, be there and rush to that person's side and help them if you can. And if you're disabled, then call for help for that person. If you see somebody on social media that you know, but maybe you're not close with, that says, I'm having a bad day, I'm going to kill myself, reach out to that person as a light of God. Be a light for God. Be an ambassador of heaven. Pretend that you are here. Here's the best way to do it, okay? Here's the best way to do it. Pretend that you are at work all the time for God. God is your boss. You know what your duties are when you go to work, right? You either have to do X, Y, or Z, and then you go home at the end of the day. Pretend that you're on the job for God every day and stay praying. Serve people. Love people. Spread the gospel. Boom. Those are the top three right there. You do those and you are serving your purpose. Now, some people are called to a higher or I shouldn't say a higher purpose. Some people are called to more action. And some people like prophets, they're in tune with God so much that they know every single step they take is, is by God. But that doesn't mean that you are a prophet. That doesn't mean that you'll ever speak in tongues. And that, and if you don't speak in tongues, and if you're not a prophet, it doesn't mean that you're not a child of God. We all have different reasons why we're here, but we share similar reasons. Serve, love, and spread the gospel. If you can do those things, then you can walk away today and answering that question very differently. So what I'm going to do is I am going to ask this question at the end of the show again. In 30 minutes, I'm going to ask you, does anybody here not know their purpose? And I hope I see a different answer back. Elevated purpose. There you go. That's, the, that's what I was looking for, Larry. See that, Larry? You see how you're already pitching in, my friend? God bless you. I want you to turn your one-minute prayer for dads to page 54, if you will. In God's hand says, here I am, send me. I can't believe it, Jeremy. That's been my life verse since 2009 when I was at U-turn for Christ. U-turn for Christ. Amen. 
Amen. I'm going to make a purpose. I want one. Let God give it to you. Receive your purpose. Ask him what it is. You'll know what it is right away. That's the great thing about God. If you're really asking God and your heart is in the right place and you say, God, whatever it is that your question is, you'll know instantly. You'll know. You'll know instantly. It's right there. It's right here. Listen with your heart, not your ears. Okay? Page 54, ambassadors for light. Isaiah 520. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. You're welcome, DLB. You're welcome. We live in an increasingly dark world. Can we say that? Matter of fact, I have a feeling that all of your faith will be tested in a way it never has been before in the next year and a half. Some of us may die for our faith. A world that is hostile to Christianity. We dads need to explain to our kids why this is so, and they must stand strong when they are disliked for their faith. We are raising our children to be ambassadors for light, not darkness. Lord, this is an unusual time to be alive and to be a Christian. So much of what we know as right is now taught as being wrong. In many cases, good is being replaced with evil. Would you all agree? And this is happening around my kids every day, all day. They see and hear when darkness is promoted and light is ridiculed. I pray I'll be strong in making sure my children know right from wrong and always choose to do good over evil. Even as you help me as their dad, I pray you will protect them and give them a strong sense of right and wrong in their consciousness. Help them become ambassadors for light in an ever-darkening world. And that's the sad part, isn't it? Our kids don't get to grow up in the world that we did. And I don't think we give our kids enough credit I think we mock and ridicule our kids' generation because they're different than ours in so many ways, but look at what they're growing up in. Do you know what my son, Eli, do you know what uh, Jaden said to me the other day? Jaden's 14, okay? Jaden doesn't turn 15 until April. Jaden said to me the other day, I miss the good old days. I thought he was talking about, like, my family, like when we were, when they were younger and we used to, like, go to, like, the beach or something like that. And I said, what do you mean the good old days, Jaden? You're 14 years old. How many good old days do you have? You know what I mean? And he said, before COVID. I said, what do you mean by that? He goes, I don't know. Everything's just not the same anymore. He goes, before COVID, he goes, life was really cool. And he goes, since COVID, life is not cool. And he goes, things are just weird and wrong and different. And he's 14. And he's had to go through that. That hit me. That hit me because I'm always like, you kids and your stupid generation and you're flossing and you're hitting the gritty and all your other stupid stuff. But look at what they go through. Look at what, they're, look at what they have to go through right now. They're going through a time when they can't say a boy is a boy and a girl and a girl or else a girl is a girl or else they'll get in trouble. They live in a time where nobody has privacy and everybody's business is right up on Front Street. 
This is my 14-year-old son. This is something I should be saying, not him. And he's saying that because he can't live as a 14-year-old boy. Made me have a newfound respect for my children. RJ Cat says, both my kids feel this way. It really sucks. So what do we got to do? Well, we've got to lift them up, folks. We've got to show them the constant. We've got to show them the consistency of God and the greatness and the joy of being a Christian. Because no matter what goes on around us, I understand the world is not the same. And I understand that kids don't see things like we do. But we've got to do our best to teach them. RJ said, it sent my son into depression. I understand that very much. They need us. They need youth groups. I am so incredibly shocked. We live in a town of what, Eli? What's 15,000 here? Not very much, right? They call it a city. It's a small city, but it's a town, 15,000 people. And we have a youth group that sees the better part of 50 teenagers going every week. They play baseball. They go bowling. They play basketball. They play soccer. They do picnics, but it's all God-centered. And they love it. And you can't keep them away from it. That's the other thing. We thought we were going to have to like push our kids into a youth group. You can't keep them away. Now, they haven't gone in a little while. I, that, now that I'm thinking of it, I haven't seen them go in a while. But that's because of sports. They all have sports. And by the time they get done sports on Friday, they just don't want to go anywhere else. And I get it. I have a couple videos I want to show you. Remember, my fr- remember uh, Cliff Netchel? He's not my friend. I don't know why I call him my friend. Cliff Netchel, the guy that, you know, some of you don't like because he bends down and talks to people like this and gets, you know, down to their level. The guy is on point, though, with his messaging, isn't he? He's on point with his messaging. Um, I got a video of his to show you. Now, it's a 20-something minute video, so we're not going to play all of it, but I like to see the interaction with young people. Young people, ladies and gentlemen. There are so many young people out there that are going to God right now. We need to let them know that they're called for this time. It is our time to pass the torch to them and let a revival and a rebirth of Christianity happen in this country like never before. And that is why Cliff does what he does and so many others do what they do on college universities. Let's go there now. Photograph of heaven because Jesus didn't. The Bible doesn't. Obviously, I've never been to heaven, so I can't give you an eyewitness account. I depend upon Jesus Christ to reveal what heaven will be like. First of all, it's going to be a place, Jesus said. I go to prepare a place for you. So heaven is not just disembodied spirits floating around for eternity. Heaven is a place. Second point, we will have resurrection bodies. In 1 Corinthians 15, Paul writes that we will have a spiritual body, imperishable body, immortal body. And regardless of the adjectives he uses, it's always a body. So you will be you. I will be me. We will be able to recognize each other. We're not just spirits flunked around. Third point, in heaven, God will wipe every tear from our eyes. There'll be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. No more death, no more destruction, no more weeping and grieving, but eternal joy in the presence of God. 
we will be reunited with loved ones. We will be able to recognize loved ones. They will be able to recognize us. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, Paul writes, Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, mind has not conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. So regardless of how magnificent you and I picture heaven in our minds, it's going to be even better. So I could hardly wait. And Jesus Christ said, I am the way. I'm the way to heaven. I'm the way to a relationship with God. Trust in me. That's why we stand out here and communicate Christ as reasonably as we can. Because we all need to make a decision to put our faith and trust in him. Why do we consider Jesus God? Because he claimed to be God. How long they've been at it? Not today, YouTube Satan. We obviously don't accept Christ being God just because he claimed to be. Plenty of nut jobs in mental hospitals claim to be God. The free Christ of Ypsilanti, a mental hospital in Ypsilanti, Michigan. And they all are convinced they're the Messiah. And they're mentally unstable. So, why do we believe that when Jesus claimed to be God, he was speaking the truth? Because the evidence of the way he lived, taught, died, and rose from the dead, is that he's not a nut job. He's the truth. What is that evidence specifically? First of all, what he taught. If you read the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7, it's obviously ethical genius. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. If someone strikes you on the right cheek, turn to them the other also. You've heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food, and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? So he's an ethical genius, obviously, which demands respect. Secondly, not only does he teach an amazingly high ethical standard, he lives up to that standard. He lived a sinless life. I have tried to live a sinless life. I have failed miserably. Me too. If you don't believe me, just talk to my wife and sons. They will verify that fact. I have failed miserably to try and live a good, perfect life. I am a sinner. But Christ didn't. In John chapter 8, he could look into the faces of his enemies and say, which one of you can prove me guilty of sin? And his enemies were silent. So he lived an amazing life that demands respect. Thirdly, at the moment of his most excruciating pain, as he's nailed to a wooden crossbeam, instead of cursing his enemies the way I would have, he prays, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That demands respect. But fourthly, and most importantly, three days after he dies, he rises from the dead, and over a period of 40 days, he appears to over 500 people who see him risen from the dead. That is why when Jesus claims to be God, I don't conclude he's a nutcase. Instead, the evidence of his life, teachings, death, and resurrection point to his trustworthiness, his credibility. Does that make any sense? I, I, so I'm a Muslim, and, yes. I, and I believe that Jesus was like a prophet. Yes. Good. Okay, now why do you believe he was a good prophet? Because, as you say, he, I, I haven't read the Bible. Okay, it's all right. 
and as you said, he had like a high ethical standard, and he yes. he prayed and he praised God, and he all the prof we believe that all the prophets came down with a message, and to like it's hard to explain, but they, it's all right, you're to, doing a good job to help uh, stray people away from sin. Yeah, you know, he was like like a messenger. You bet. But like, how do we? I'm just confused. How can we assume that God uh, is in this imperfect human body? How can we be like contained? I don't. It's not. All right. I don't know. Very good question. Jesus claimed to be God, limiting himself, self-limitation, becoming a baby. Obviously, baby Jesus wasn't all powerful. He was a baby held by a Jewish woman named Mary, right here in her hands, right in Joseph's hands. So he's not the all-powerful God who's blasting meteors. No, he's the all-powerful God choosing to humble himself and become a human being. So incredible self-limitations. So there's a lot of explanation. There's a lot of argument, debate that you can have with a, uh, a, a Muslim uh, about all of that right there. Now, Muslims always try to argue what I'm about to show you right now. And it is very, very, very important to know the Bible well enough, at least if you're going to go out there and do this, to be able to show in the Bible where your arguments are coming from, to um, correct the Muslim when they try to say that Jesus is just a prophet, not the Son of God, does not have the power of God, does not need to be worshipped as God, and so forth. Here we go. That Jesus said, I am God, or worship me. You never said it. He said, don't call me God, only the Father is God. Jesus did not say, do not call me God. He says, why do you call me God? Asking that question is not the same as saying, don't call me God. According to the Quran, who is the first? Allah, yes. Yeah. So the Quran says, Allah is the first. The Quran says, Allah is the last. This is Jesus speaking. Behold, I am coming quickly and my reward is with me to render to every man according to what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Who is the beginning and the end? Islamic. Right. So Jesus is calling himself God. If, if Jesus was God, do you not think that, that that would have been a pivotal message? That would have been like something clear, like, look, I am God. He did, he did make it clear. I'll show you where he says that you should worship him. So Jesus says this, so that all will honor the Son even as they honor the Father. Now, who is the Father? How do you honor God? You bow down and worship him. So Jesus is literally saying, bow down and worship him. I'm not lying to you, bro. Tell me somewhere that... I actually love, and Will Johnson's one of these guys. Will can go out there and Will can, and I could probably do it now, actually. I couldn't do it years ago, but I could probably do it now and hold my own. Will is good at this. Will can sit down with somebody who's another faith and do all of this. And, uh, like, Will is the first person I ever played, uh, prayed with. That's why it's great that we come full circle and Will Johnson is back here on LFA TV with me, helping us grow this network from a God-centered point of view. And I love Will uh, as I love any of my brothers and sisters in Christ, but it is very important. And the reason why I tell you it's very important to know this stuff is because it's trendy by the young evil left and the people in the uniparty in this country to go against the grain in this country and be anti-Christian, I guess, in every country. And it's very trendy to be Muslim. Please make sure that you can describe to a young person what 
Islam is all about and what Christianity is all about. A lot of people don't know that Islam, Judaism, and Christianity share a lot. The one thing that they don't share is the most important thing that they should share, that Jesus is the Savior of all of mankind if you receive it. Other than that, you, go, you can trace Islam back to Abraham. You can trace Judaism back to Abraham. You can trace, trace Christianity back to Abraham. And everything before that, we all believe is the same. Pretty much. Little differences here and there. It's the one thing that matters most that they will just not see. And I pray for them. All of them. There are great Muslims and there are great Jews and there are great Buddhists and there are great atheists. As far as their human um, greatness will allow them anyway. Good people. Not good by God's standard, but good people. That doesn't mean that they're saved. That doesn't mean that they're doing what God wants them to do. That doesn't mean that they're here fulfilling what God wants them to fulfill. That's our job as light bearers, is to get them to fulfill what God created them to fulfill or die trying. And if you do that, at least you can say, I've done my part. I warned who I needed to warn. Amen? All right. I want to go into God moments for men. I can real quick. How many uh, rumbles do we got here? We have uh, 419 rumbles. If you guys could do me the favor of, uh, of sharing this video out, it'd be really nice if we could get that number up a little bit. I'd love to see over 500 before we end the show. We have 13 minutes left. Uh, Rush Hawk says, Rush Hawk says, in the Quran, Jesus is called the word of God and the spirit of God, yet they still argue against it and say it means something else. Same thing for the... Um, uh, the virgin birth. They believe that Jesus was born by miraculous conception to Mary. And they also believe that an angel of the Lord came down just like it says in the Bible. They believe a lot of that. They just can't believe that he is the savior. Same as the Jews. They called him teacher. They'll know. Take action from Psalm 100 verse 4. If you have your Bibles, go to Psalm 100, verse 4. Come into his city with song and thanksgiving, and into his courtyards with song of praise. Thank him and praise his name. Ten folks with leprosy are told by Jesus to go and show themselves to the priests. As they walked, they were healed. Presumably, all noticed their healing, but only one, a foreigner, came back to Jesus. Here's a bit of trivia. The man who came back did a 180 the moment he saw his skin clear up. Another tidbit, he wasn't guarded in his enthusiasm. Instead, he fell at the feet Jesus' feet and with a loud voice praised him. Jesus asks him the obvious question rhetorically, I'm guessing, where are the other nine? That thankful feeling in your heart is merely the prompter of the action that is supposed to follow. If it remains a privately cooed upon, warm, and fuzzy feeling, you may not be thankful at all. Just very, very satisfied. It appears Jesus thinks there's a difference. If so, then we should too. 
Let me ask you a question. How many of you, when you get great and miraculous news, or how many of you, when something great happens or something good happens, a promotion, you win the lottery, or your son or daughter decides that they're going to get married or have a child or whatever it is that makes you, how many of you drop to your knees immediately and thank the Lord? And if you don't drop to your knees immediately and thank the Lord because you don't want to do it in a public place or whatever, how many of you at least profess with your tongue and thank the Lord for the good that he's done for you? Because this might be another, uh, this might be another thing that's preventing people uh, from receiving the love of God that they want. Thank him and pay it forward always. Thank Jesus. I want to, says Linda. Then do it. Then do it. You live in America still. At least you can do that. I do. I do. I've won small lotteries 128 times. Yes, I do, Jeremy. I thank God at least five times a day, every day when I'm driving. Amazing. I do. I do. I can't drop, but I have verbally. Amen. Amen. All the time. I thank him even in the pain. I'm working on it daily, says uh, Liberty Girl. I need to start to, says Redneck. Again, now I know not everybody can drop to their knees, but we must thank God every time. You know what happens when I get a don- When we get mail, when we go to the, to the uh, post office and I get mail, if there's a donation in there from any of you, I thank God specifically for each and every donation because each and every one is a massive blessing that keeps all of this going, keeps these lights on, keeps this TV on behind me, Keeps all this around here going. Keeps Eli over in that corner. I thank him every single time. Sometimes I wonder how any of you can even give any money at all. It is hard for us to give money, so I know it's difficult. But we still do as well. Because that's what being a light ambassador for the light of God is all about. It's all about. All right. I want to read... From God wisdom for God's wisdom for today from Proverbs. And then we're going to get into the last question that I need to ask you. Penalty of pride. A man who des- isolates himself seeks his own desires. He rages against all wise judgment. I've been there. I've done that very recently as well. A fool has no delight in understanding, but in, in expressing his own heart. When the wicked comes, contempt comes also, and with dishonor comes reproach. The word of a man's mouth are deep waters. The wellspring of wisdom is a flowing book. I love Proverbs. It's just like boom, 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 boom. No messing around. It is not good to show partiality to the wicked or to overthrow the righteous in judgment. A fool's lips enter into contention and his mouth calls for blows. A fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are the snare of his soul. Would like to donate, but not through Rumble. How? JeremyHarrell.com. JeremyHarrell.com. I'm in Proverbs 18, 1 through 12, folks. Proverbs 18, 1 through 12. And right now I am on ver, uh, chapter, uh, verse 8. The words of a talebearer are like tasty trif- uh, trifles and they go down into the inmost body. He who is slothful in his work, basically he who's lazy, 
is a brother to him who is a great destroyer. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. The rich, is, the rich man's wealth is his strong city and like a high wall in his own esteem. Before destruction, the heart of a man is haughty and before honor is humility. Proverbs, ladies and gentlemen, whenever I need a course correction, Proverbs, Romans, Acts, these are places that I go because they convict me and turn me around so fast, so, so fast. I love that verse. Someone said, the Lord is a strong tower. Amen. And ladies and gentlemen, to cap off Isaiah 6, 8, which we read today, Enjoy. <clears throat> Isaiah 6, 8. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I. Send me. Oh, uh, oh, uh, uh, uh. Here am I. Send me. That's all I say. That's what Ben Berkwam says. That's what Will Johnson says. That's what Ray Comfort says. That's what Ken Ham says. That's what Frank Turek says. That's what Cliff Netchel says. All the people that I go to for biblical conversation, theological discussion, and for guidance, they all say that same thing. So here I am. Send me. Now, ladies and gentlemen, to wrap up, rise up, because yes, we are already close to being done this beautiful episode. Let's turn the music down just a little bit while we're talking. All right. I'm going to pull up the Rumble chat again, and I'm going to ask you one more time. Does everybody know their purpose for being here? If you do, say, I do. If you don't, say, I don't. And let's see the difference now. Here we go. You're welcome, Miss Mocha Powered. Amanda, yes, I do. All right, come on. Let's go. Let's see what we got here. I do now. I do. Let's go. Cousin, I still don't. Okay, no problem. No problem. I think I do. I do now. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. Yes, I do. I do now. I do. I do. Thank you, Jeremy. I do. Look at this. I don't, but I'll find it. That's the idea. That's the thought process that we need. Great show. I do, I think. That's, that'll do for me. I do, I do, I do. I do. Thank you, Jesus. Harris says, sorry, I don't. That's okay. Cynthia, that's okay. That's okay. I gave you three that you should know already, but it's okay. We'll keep working on it. You keep coming here every day. We'll keep working on it. Send me. I do, I do, I do. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's a heck of a lot more I do's than the first time I asked. So praise God for that. God bless each and every one of you. Remember, Sean Farish and Ungoverned comes up next, followed by Live from America at 11, followed by Unafraid at 12 and Loud Majority at 1. I love you guys. God bless you. Thank you for being here. Remember to check out Trumpet Daily at 9 p.m. tonight. Fellow brother in Christ of ours who gives you news from a God-centered point of view, and that's exactly how we like it. Trumpet Daily, 9 p.m. Check it out and check out the rest of our shows today, too. I love you guys. God bless you. 
and have a great morning. Enjoy the music on your way out. See you later. Silent.